Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant. We welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers and hope you're enjoying this Easter weekend. Later, Fayette County Clerk Don Blevins talks about some changes for Kentucky's May primary that's a month from today as our program is airing. But first, fresh off a major jobs announcement for Kentucky, the Governor of the Commonwealth is joining us. Governor Andy Beshear will answer some questions about that project as well as the just concluded session of the legislature that saw Republicans enact a slew of legislation that the governor disagreed with. He vetoed 25 bills and the legislature dutifully overrode him on virtually every one of them. That includes legislation on abortion, charter schools, guns and courtrooms, raises for lawmakers themselves as well. Governor Bashir is joining us from his office in Frankfort on Kentucky Newsmakers. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me and happy Easter to everybody. And same to you. Thank you. Uh, you have said the uh, auto battery plant announcement in Bowling Green represents both new jobs and new status for Kentucky because of uh, how it positions us. Uh, what will this uh, Envision AESC plant mean for the Commonwealth? This announcement is thrilling and it is a blessing, Bill. It is the second largest investment in the history of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. It's about $2 billion. It's going to create 2,000 jobs and combined with Ford will make us the undisputed electric vehicle battery production capital of the United States of America. They measure production in gigawatts, and we are going to have more between these two factories than any other state by far. What it means is we are the center of the electric vehicle universe, and we can expect to see so many suppliers and so much of the battery life cycle, which is bigger than cars, uh, to be descending ultimately onto Kentucky. It is game changing. It is state changing. It means we are the leader in an industry of the future that is going to be so critical. I couldn't be more excited for Kentucky, but also more excited for generations to come, like my kids and other people's kids and grandkids. Now, we're looking at a bright new future where we can be a top 10 economy nationally. Governor, are, are you, uh, obviously this company sees a lot it likes about Kentucky. Are you concerned that we can fill the jobs that will be available there, uh, given that, uh, you know, we have so many companies that say they're having a lot of difficulty uh, with the workforce issues right now? I'm confident, uh, but this company is also confident uh, that we can ultimately meet this challenge. Uh, we are seeing every month more people come back into the workforce, but we are also very focused with three to five years on these two major plants on creating the workforce they need. That includes making sure that every single graduate from high school is either going on to higher education or is going directly into the workforce. Our Everybody Counts pilot program, which we're doing in Jefferson County, aims at ensuring everybody is enrolled and or has signed up for a job before they graduate. It's other efforts we're making with our Kentucky community and technical colleges, pairing directly uh, with these companies. But Bill, they're also thrilling jobs. They're going to have good pay, and they are also jobs that um, our kids and, and our workforce are excited to embrace. Uh, we're seeing uh, record investment in this budget in, in our career and technical vocational programs in our high schools. It is all coming together. We will meet this demand. Uh, we will provide them a great workforce. When you combine the Envision announcement and the Ford announcement, that's a 
7,000 plus jobs. Uh, will there likely be uh, other spin-offs to support those plants and is there a possibility that if you are making the batteries then it would be easy to make the cars nearby as well? Uh, absolutely. There is everything that goes into the batteries, the cathodes, the electrodes. There is uh, the, the next step of where the battery will go. There is the recycling of the battery that is so critical. There's um, other parts of the, the vehicle itself that have to change. 250 new jobs in the Whitley County Firestone facility to meet the, the changes and the different demands of the EV market. Our phone is ringing off the hook. Uh, from every country across the globe, from companies looking at us. Uh, we've got possibilities out there of, of suppliers making billion dollar plus investments uh, to suppliers uh, and, and, and R&D uh, that'll come to, to Kentucky. This is the beginning of an ecosystem, a cluster that is going to exist in Kentucky that will bring so much of the supply chain as close as possible. You know, as we've had supply chain issues these last two years, companies now want their key suppliers as close to them as possible. So we're working directly uh, with these major manufacturers, and we believe more may be coming to Kentucky as well uh, to ensure that we can reach out to those most important partners and get them right here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. You noted uh, cooperation uh, with the legislature in getting this deal done. Those are the kinds of things that are done quietly that people don't see. They see the, all the public fights, and we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> uh, you, uh, the state obviously had to make a deal with this company to, yes. to, uh, to bring them in, right? Yeah, we did, and economic development is still one area uh, that while people may grumble at each other, we all come together on. We needed a couple things from the legislature, and they stepped up. They worked with us. It was never in doubt. We talked with each other about the language that was needed in the budget, and they made sure it got through. Specifically, we needed a little more added to a new fund we created uh, in, the general, in a special session of the General Assembly that we applied to Ford, and we needed some specific water and sewer money to expand the, the trans park in Bowling Green, where this is going. You know, we just announced a Tyson plant that was the largest investment in Bowling Green's history in that park. And this one, uh, which is about twice as big, is right next door. Uh, so a fast-growing area that required infrastructure investment worked well with the General Assembly. The other really important partner was the Tennessee Valley Authority. This is the largest project that Kentucky and the Tennessee Valley Authority have ever come together to, to make happen. And combined with local leadership, uh, this was just a, a really great effort by all of us uh, that has now made us the electric vehicle battery production capital of the United States of America. The TVA also talks about uh, there being renewable energy used uh, at that plant. What, what, uh, what does that mean? So our, our companies now are focused on sustainability, as are their clients. What, what's pushing us in green energy is now the private sector itself. Everything from Pratt Paper, which is going to be the world's cleanest, greenest recycled paper mill in Henderson, to, to App Harvest over in Moorhead with the, the, the North America's largest uh, greenhouse. Um, they are focused on sustainability, both for their business, but it's what the market demands. So this facility, this Envision facility, is going to run on 100% renewable energy. They're going to do it in two ways. First, they're going to have some solar on the site, 
And second, they're going to do it through deals with the TVA uh, about where their energy comes from and how it's produced. And so while you know, we still have different discussions out there, and while our energy portfolio, which includes coal, will be important because the light's got to come on and it's got to be reliable, more and more companies that are coming to Kentucky are uh, ensuring uh, that we are bringing uh, power from multiple sources because that's what they want and it's what their customers demand. All right, so major jobs announcement and uh, maybe more to come, Governor, uh, on that. Definitely Thank more you. to come. All right. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> that legislative session that was interesting. And, and uh, you know, they are saying, uh, the Republican leadership saying they believe it was a very successful session. Obviously, you didn't uh, see eye to eye with them on many issues, although you did sign most of the bills they passed or let them become law. That included a pay raise for Kentucky State Police. How do you generally describe the, the session and the budget? Well, this session uh, is, is almost that tale of, of two sessions. There are some really bright spots. First, uh, the raise for the Kentucky State Police and the funding of body cameras shows that we can support and invest in law enforcement while at the same time ensuring uh, that we do it right, living up to the standards that KSP sets uh, for itself to be the, the very best. And it came at a critical time. Our number of troopers is at its lowest that it's been in a long time, but this is going to work. It moves them from the 70, from number 74 in how well different state law enforcement agencies or, or age, law enforcement agencies in Kentucky pay to the top five, and it makes us competitive uh, with, with other states. Our state workers which we were losing in droves. We talked about social workers and other positions that are so important. Also got the most significant raise that they have gotten uh, in decades. Uh, some great parts of the budget, higher education. This is the most money that's been invested in higher ed since the Great Recession. Since 2007, almost $250 million uh, was cut from higher education. Since I've become governor, we've put about $95 million back in it, a large part of that in this session. That's better funding for the University of Kentucky. It's another round of bucks for brains. It's an asset preservation pool where we're not going to say the rebuilding and maintenance of, of our buildings on campus is going to fall on the backs of our students in forms of tuition. Uh, we have new water sewer infrastructure, broadband money that's really going to help as we continue uh, with an economy on fire on our quest to lead and never follow again when it comes to the U.S. Uh, economy. And yet, so, Governor, so really, you, you have said that the budget uh, fell short, though, in, oh yes. in, in many respects. The, the, the flip side is public education, where we proposed from the governor's office transformational funding, adding almost $2 billion additional dollars, fully funding pupil transportation, making sure a teacher never has to pay for things in his or her classroom ever again, and mandating a raise for teachers, just like we did for state workers. But this budget fell short of the moment. Uh, provided $680 million, I think, less than we'd proposed. Didn't fully fund transportation. And the only group that this legislature wouldn't provide a raise for were our teachers. On top of that, failed to fund universal pre-K, which we could have done with just 9% of the additional dollars we had. Just think about it. Every single Kentucky child kindergarten ready, save an average family about $12,000, and the fastest thing we can do to get people back into our workforce. And on top of that, we passed a lot of bills 
that'll kick people while they're down, or are just plain mean. I vetoed a lot of those, and sadly, most of those were overridden. Let me talk about some of those vetoes. You, you, uh, you vetoed and the legislature overrode your veto on an omnibus abortion bill. You vetoed uh, uh, their own pay raise that also gives uh, you a raise. They overrode you on that. They also pushed the uh, charter school bill through over your objection. Uh, they made the rules about transgender athletes and control of the local libraries uh, and, and some others. And then they also accused you of being on the sidelines during the, the session. Uh, you and the legislature served the same state. Uh, everybody was in the same building. Was there some talk going on during the session? Oh, sure. Uh, I think we met um, more than uh, five times just on the overall budget uh, with the Senate, for instance. We met numerous times with individuals on broadband and other pieces. Listen, that's just the politics. And I think that statement was pushed out by a political party whose job they think it is, uh, instead, of be, instead of being for something, to be against someone. So when you push all of that aside, uh, let's look at, at some of the bills that, that you talked about. Uh, that bill on abortion is an extremist bill, maybe the most extreme we've ever seen. It contains no exceptions for victims of rape and incest. As Attorney General, I saw the worst of the worst that humanity can do to our kids. And under this bill, a 12-year-old raped by her father and impregnated, and folks, that happens, sadly, in our world, would have to seek consent of at least one parent and notify her rapist and give her rapist the chance to object. I think a child that is violated in that way deserves options, and I think most Kentuckians agree. You look at the, the changes that were made in our safety net, which already wasn't generous, was maybe in the middle of states, now is going to provide the least help for those that have lost a career, a job they may have worked in for 20 plus years. And we just held our prayer breakfast and we were talking about the Good Samaritan who stops on the side of the road and helps somebody who has been beaten up and robbed and picks them up. Well, you know what the legislature passed is going to kick our people while they're down. That doesn't comply with my faith and values, and it's also not good for business. It's going to be harder to retrain people, harder to have people healthy and in a good place to take that next job. And we don't want people who've lost a career just to chase the most immediate job. We want them to get retrained and in a good career. It's not forward thinking, and, and it ultimately really hurts our people, and especially those we're supposed to serve, the lost, the lonely, and the left behind. Easter teaches us about that. Let me ask you about this. If some of these measures prove to be uh, unpopular, and uh, obviously the legislature believes they're on the popular side of uh, most of those issues, is it frustrating to you that uh, even if there is political energy coming out of the session of, uh, by Democrats who may have opposed a lot of the Republican agenda, uh, there aren't enough Democratic candidates to make a run at diminishing the Republican supermajorities. There are no Democratic candidates in uh, nearly 50 House seats. Uh, Republicans uh, will be able to continue their legislative dominance uh, uh, irrespective of this year's elections. Well, I think I've proven the last couple years that I'm not concerned about what's popular. I'm concerned about what's right. Live in our faith, live in our values, trying to have policy that helps every Kentucky family and make sure that we all have opportunity. I think the reason that you don't see as many candidates, Bill, is it has gotten so mean and so toxic. And almost every day on the floor of the General Assembly, we see the type of bullying 
or the type of misinformation that we teach our kids to avoid. I mean, our legislature yesterday voted for the third time this session to give themselves a pay raise. And how do they justify it? By talking about people who'd been out of the General Assembly for 10 years. Those people weren't on the floor voting for a pay raise. It was the individual legislators trying to blame somebody else. Here's the thing. They already make, on average, over $60,000 a year in what's supposed to be a part-time job. That's more than most Kentuckians make in a year. Now, they add 8% to it. In addition, they have a pension they get paid for life that's going to go up because of the salary increase. And in November, they're going to have something on the ballot where they can call themselves in unlimited days to increase their pay that much more. If they double their days, folks, you're going to be paying the average legislature 120 grand at a part-time job. It is not right. It was greedy. And this is what happens when you get this mob mentality where it's this group uh, against the world and where people start thinking more about who they're against than, than what they're for. Governor, a few seconds left. Let me just ask one thing. The COVID cases are climbing in parts of the country. Uh, virtually every Kentucky county is in the green zone now. Uh, how should we approach things in the coming weeks if those numbers keep climbing? In the coming weeks, we're still going to be in a pretty good place. And we haven't seen our numbers climb yet. But what we really have to look at is not cases, but hospitalizations and a number of, of other uh, indicators. Our hospitalizations are as low as I think they have been nearly any day of the pandemic, and we are, are blessed. Everybody make the best decisions you can, but at this point in the, in the pandemic, not knowing what's coming tomorrow, enjoy yourself. Get outside, uh, go see family and friends. If any of them are medically vulnerable, you know, wear a mask. Make smart decisions, but let's enjoy uh, what this spring uh, is currently at, and let's make sure that we make up for lost time. Governor Andy Bashir, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Fayette County Clerk Don Blevins, Jr. as we look ahead to the May primary. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. Kentucky's primary is now a month away on May 17th. There will be some changes. There are some things to know about who can vote in the various races. Fayette County Clerk Don Blevins Jr. raised concerns early about early voting, but has worked out a plan at least for the primary. Now the legislature has made some other adjustments that will mean some will be able to vote before the actual primary day in other ways. Clerk Don Blevins joining us. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it very much. It's good to see you again, Bill. You as well. A lot to discuss because uh, the legislature made some changes here. Right, uh, last minute. Thanks, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there is uh, now more, uh, there's a, sort of a reinstatement of mm -hmm. early walk-in uh, voting absentee, but, but you have to have a reason. You have to have a reason. It's just like it used to be back prior to 2020. So there's a, a variety of reasons you can do it, but it's a fairly restrictive set of reasons that will allow you to vote early, vote in-person absentee. Same as uh, similar restrictions apply to the mail-in absentee as well. Now the early voting, the other kind of early voting that's open to all people is still in place and that will be conducted on the uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th immediately prior to Election Day. And that will be uh, held at, uh, at Kroger Field? At Kroger Field. Lexington, yeah. On, on the side with the blue lot. So we'll be putting out some, some information for the public as we get closer to the time. 
so this represents uh, different opportunities uh, for for people to vote, but they they still sort of will need to know the rules that are going in, right? I mean, for instance, if if uh, they come to your clerk's office, uh, they have to be ready to to swear a reason why they, they, they need to do the early absentee, right? That's correct, and there's some pretty heavy penalties if you try and cheat, so I, I would encourage people not to try to do that. With the addition of the three days of early voting, there really is a lot more convenience now. Uh, it's not enough. As you know, I'm very disappointed with the legislature and the Secretary of State for not expanding early voting to a lot more than three days. But here we are, and as clerk, I'm going to make it work as best I can. Okay, so you've, you have the plan figured out for May. You do not have your plan for November. I right? do not. Uh, I'm, I'm in negotiations with the Civic Center to see if we can do something there. Uh, that's the, the permanent long-term solution if we're going to do only three days. It's, it's really the only avenue in Fayette County that will work. But I don't know. I haven't yet heard back from them to see if they're going to have a show, you know, like Disney on Ice or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so we're talking about Central Bank Center, Rupp Central Arena, Bank that Center, area. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a partisan primary. Uh, so this means uh, it's partisan and nonpartisan, but it means in those partisan primaries you have to be registered within that party. What are the rules for, for May 17th? So you had to be registered in one party or the other by December 31st of last year, unless you're new to the state or new to the county, then, then you can uh, still register. By the way, the deadline to register to vote for this primary is Monday the 18th, so literally tomorrow. So if you haven't registered, you need to get on that at GoVoteKY.com govote.ky.gov. So uh, those are the main rules, but yeah, it's it's a partisan primary. Uh, but when it comes to the city races or the judicial races, then everyone can vote in that. They're, they're nonpartisan, and everybody can vote in those, including the mayor's race. By and way. what does the, for instance, in the mayor's race or the council races, what does this primary do to the field? It really just whittles it down. The mayor's race, I believe, goes down to just two. In fact, all of them just go down to just two. Uh, so we get the fields reduced down to just two candidates. It's essentially a runoff uh, is what, what, what it comes in. There is a new uh, state election law uh, that uh, also will take place later this year. will provide some safeguards that we don't have right now. Voting equipment is to be kept under video surveillance. Do you have any concerns that, you know, for several days you'll be up and running with that early voting? Well, uh, and, you know, the, the longer that is open, the more exposure, right? Well, it's like my grandfather used to say, he said, I'm not afraid of snakes, but I have a healthy respect for them. So no, I'm not afraid of any tampering or anything going on with our machines because we plan for that. We already, we've already been doing a lot of the things that that new law wants us to do with video and locks and keys and alarms and all that kind of stuff. You also said there, there is some data that the state wants you to have available that because of the lateness of the legislature's actions, it's going to be impossible to do for the primary. We're not going to be able to do it, yes. It's a, it's a fairly uh, obscure idea, but essentially they want precinct level data instead of absentee only data from those three days of early voting. And that makes it very complicated for large counties, particularly for Jefferson, Kenton, and Fayette. It's very difficult to do that. Uh, unfortunately, this law passed and then was signed into law by the governor after the deadline for us to begin printing ballots, so it's too late for this cycle. What are the rules uh, as far as uh, electioneering, uh, and does that change in any way because of the, uh, the early voting? Uh, no, uh, there's no electioneering allowed within 100 feet of the, the voter entrance to the polls. So uh, I, would, I would say uh, most, most uh, voting locations that's not too hard to discern, uh, and that's pretty much it. It's 100 feet. Electioneering means signs. Signs, uh, 
setting up stands to hand out materials, all that kind of stuff. You can't do that within 100 feet of the poles. Was it difficult for you to uh, staff the poles uh, this year? Coming yeah, we had a little bit more trouble this time. And people are citing two reasons. Some are still fearful of COVID, and some are just really uncomfortable with the political climate and all the antagonism that's going on in our country. And I, I don't blame them. It's, it's a little scary right now. Do you have some of that? Because on Election Day, it's required that you have people of, uh, of both parties, and there they are face-to-face, -face, right? Well, we have, we've had some of the usual kindergarten behavior over the years, but <laughs> fortunately nothing partisan that I know of. All right, so for uh, folks who uh, want to plan on voting on the, in the May 17th primary coming up, uh, what should they know now about uh, their options? So uh, mail-in absentee is, is already online and ready to go. You go to the same portal, govote.ky.gov, if you qualify for a mail-in ballot. Similarly, if you qualify for in-person voting, that will be done at my office at a later date, starting on May the 4th for, for six days, six business days starting May the 4th. Then, of course, early voting on the 12th, 13th, and 14th, and finally, the big party election day on the 17th. If, if you can't get uh, the uh, Kroger Field or, or the downtown center on election day, uh, can you have other open several centers? I mean, well, you've talked about the schools. There was a lot of pushback to that. The real problem, Bill, is that you've got to have the, all, all, the le all the locations that are not Kroger Field or Central Bank Center are so much smaller that you have to have a bunch of them. And that's where my staff starts to get stretched then. And we, we can't manage all these moving parts at the same time. So that's why I preferred the schools because having eight to 10 schools, we felt like we could probably manage. And they're big enough to where the voting can, can work. But you understand their frustration with having oh, I to totally, close three or four days. I totally right? do. And I, I, want, I want everybody to know that Demetrius Liggins and I worked very well together. There was no acrimony like you might have seen in the paper. He's a great guy and I think he's doing a fabulous job. He knows I'm just trying to do my job too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don Blevins, the Fayette County Clerk, thank you. Uh, it'll be here before you know it on that May primary. That's true. Appreciate you coming. We'll be back wrapping up Kentucky Newsmakers in a moment.